our Bibles to the book of Luke chapter 24. Luke 24, we are reading from verses 44 to 49. Then he said, when I was with you before, I told you that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and in the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And he said, yes, it was written long ago that the Messiah would suffer and die and rise from the dead on the third day. It was also written that this message will be proclaimed in the authority of the name to all the nations, beginning in Jerusalem. There is forgiveness of sin for all who repent. You are witnesses of, of these things. And verse 49, And now I will send the Holy Spirit, just as my Father promised. But stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with power from heaven. May the Lord bless you of his word in Jesus' mighty name. Everlasting God in heaven, we thank you for your word that has come, O oh God in heaven. We ask that you minister to our hearts, O oh God. That let there be light, O oh God, in heaven, and let there be understanding. And that your name be glorified in our lives in Jesus' mighty name. Even as I speak, O oh God, in heaven, grant me utterance that I will speak with liberty. And that I will communicate your word with clarity, O oh God. And that your name be exalted in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. For those of us who are writing this morning, the title of my sermon is Engaging the Supernatural for the Fulfillment of Destiny. Praise God engaging the supernatural for the fulfillment of destiny praise the lord hallelujah you know all throughout this month we started this conversation by saying that destiny is an assignment ordained by god that every individual must fulfill in other words so long as there's breath in your lungs there is an assignment for you to be here there is a reason why you are a man and not a woman and like and vice versa there's a reason why you're not in Australia, but you're here in Swansea on this particular time of, of the year. And I said that it is based on the fulfillment of our respective destinies that we all receive a reward. Hallelujah. Whether you like it or not, God operates a reward system. Hallelujah. God operates a reward system. If you look at what the scripture says, the Bible tells us clearly when Paul was writing to Timothy, praise the lord when paul was writing to timothy he he told him and he said that i have done what i have fought the good fight i have finished the race i have kept the faith and he says finally there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness hallelujah which the lord the righteous judge will give to me on that day and he says not only me but also to all who have loved his appearing. Hallelujah. And so whether you like it or not, there is a reward waiting for you at the finish line. And that finish line is when, by the grace of God, you and I are able to declare, just like Paul said, that what? I have fought the good fight. Hallelujah. I have finished my race. And above all, I kept the faith. I did not backslide. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But however, we come to understand that it is wisdom to understand that no matter how glorious your destiny may be. In other words, many a times we celebrate, for, for instance, if I was going to ask everyone that is here that I have a million pounds and I'm going to give this million pounds to anyone who has the best idea, 
The reality of it is everyone will begin to communicate, oh, how wonderful the idea is. And the same likewise applies to our destiny. In other words, no matter how glorious your destiny may be, you must come to realize that what? Until you and I are able to fulfill that destiny, according to the template given to us, we will not receive this reward. And when I mean by template, I understand fully well that Jesus is that template. Praise the Lord. Because when we are looking at how do I walk in destiny, somebody has walked in the path that you are in. And the first and foremost of them all is the person of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Because we see it clearly. When you look at the Bible, it tells us clearly in Isaiah 61, verse 1 to 3. Isaiah 61, 1 to 3. Isaiah was speaking about the reason why Christ was born. And it says in the verse 1 that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Hallelujah. Because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to to proclaim liberty to the captives and opening of the prison doors to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn in Zion, to console those that mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called the trees of righteousness, the plantings of our God, for what? That he may be glorified. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. And so we understand that if Jesus has a pattern for fulfilling destiny, it's only wisdom that you and I subscribe to the same pattern because it's in obedience to this template that you and I are able to finish well. Praise God. It is not about how you start the race, but it's how you finish. Praise the Lord. Because many start, but not many finish. And the reward is only given to those that what? Finish. And so your decision in life must be that what? Come hell or high water. I must make sure that what? I finish my race. Praise God. I must make sure I finish my race. Hallelujah. And we see this in Jesus. This is why Jesus was speaking to his disciples. And he clearly told them that you know what? I have finished my own course. But if you must fulfill destiny... There is something you must do. And that's what we read in our anchor text, verse 22 to 20, Luke 22, verse 49. He told them, he said, tarry in Jerusalem. There is a reason for that. Because many at times we get a vision from God and the next thing is what we want to run. But you realize that what if you start a journey without having what it takes to sustain you, you would crash. Praise God. Praise the Lord. And for many of us that drive here, you understand that from here to London takes about maybe 195 miles. But if you only have 50 miles worth of diesel in your tank, guess what? You will not finish. Praise the Lord. And so Jesus understood this and he told his disciples that you know what? Tarry in the city of Jerusalem. And the reason for you to tarry is not in futility. That you know what? There is a reason I'm asking for you to tarry. And that reason is simple. Because the moment I ascend into heaven, the Father is giving to you or fulfilling a promise that what? He's giving you power from on high. Praise the Lord. Power from on high. Because this is the only basis you and I will fulfill destiny. Praise the Lord. You know, when we've, for many of us who were at the crossover service, I, I said it clearly that 
I strongly believe that the Lord is saying to us here in the place of victory that this year is our year of the supernatural. And the simple reason behind this is this. If you are going to prove to the world that your God is real, then you must go beyond the natural. Praise the Lord. Because you understand fully well that what the natural has failed. Praise God. The natural has failed. And so you need the supernatural to be able to validate the authenticity of God. And I remember I gave an example of the, of the story of Moses and the gods of Egypt. Praise God. Until Aaron's rod swallowed the rods of the magicians. They did not believe that God was God. Praise the Lord. And so you understand that there is a need for you and I to begin to engage the supernatural. Because the supernatural in this context is when God is involved in your natural. Praise the Lord. Many a times the reason why God was angry of Israel was simple. Because I delivered you from slavery that you may worship me. But when they, were, when they left slavery, they suited themselves to what? Idol worshiping. Praise God. And God is desiring to be involved in our daily experience. Hallelujah. God is desiring to be involved in our daily experience. And so you understand that if you and I are to fulfill destiny, then you and I must be what? Empowered. That's what that passage said that tarry in Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. That power from on high can be equated to what? Empowerment. Praise the Lord. And destiny can never be fulfilled without what? Empowerment. You and I need to be empowered. Praise the Lord. We need to be empowered. The dictionary tells us that what empowerment simply is the act of empowering someone or something. The granting of the power, the right or authority to perform various acts or duties. Praise the Lord. It says here again that what the process of becoming stronger, more confident, especially in controlling one's life and what? Claiming one's right. Praise God. We live in a very legalistic world. Praise God. And when I mean legalistic here, you understand that for you to function in a certain place, you must have the legal right to, uh, to do so. Hallelujah. And for many of us who are here, the only reason why you are here is because you have the legal right to be in this country. If not, you'll be deported. Praise the Lord. And so you understand that even in the fulfillment of destiny, you and I need the right to do so. And this is why Jesus was speaking and he said that what tarry in Jerusalem because I know the assignment that I've given you. I understand how difficult it may be. I know that there will be challenges along the way. And except you receive this power, you would fail. And your failure is what? Bad publicity for me. Praise the Lord. Your failure is bad publicity for me. Praise the Lord. And so for that reason, Jesus said, tarry in Jerusalem until you are what? Endued with power. The Bible tells us clearly, Paul was speaking in 1 Corinthians 4 verse 20. He said that what the kingdom of God is not in what? Words. Is in what? Power. The kingdom of God is not in words. We live in a day and age where people are moved by many grammar. Praise God. But Paul was saying that when I came to you, I did not come to you with fancifulness of speech. 
but to demonstrate that the power of God is real. Praise God. That what God says he will do is what he has the ability to do. And God is seeking for men and women to take that risk. God is seeking for men and women to embark on this journey. Hallelujah. Are you one of them today? Praise the Lord. Because it's a question you must ask yourself today. Am I willing to do what it takes? Because whether you like it or not, you know, I said it before one day that you know, one of the greatest things that can, or the worst things that can happen to somebody is to be in a move and not realize it. Praise God. That you are in the place where things are happening and you are not a partaker of it. And whether we like it or not, the revival has started. Praise the Lord. Whether you like it or not, the revival has what? Started. And so all you need to do is to do what? To plug in. The wave or the move of God has already started. The question is, are you willing to put your boat at sea so that you begin to move with the, with the wave? Because all you need to do is alignment with God. And so when Paul was saying here is that what? Talk is cheap. People are tired of talking. Enough of the talk. Show me what the real deal is. And that's what we need to engage in. That's why Jesus said, you know what? Tarry in Jerusalem. Because without this power, there is no proof. Oftentimes we hear it said that the proof of the pudding is in the eating. Praise God. The proof of the pudding is in the eating. So why do we need empowerment? I gave three reasons here. Number one is that what? By nature we are weak. It is foolishness to think that you have what it takes to fend the forces of darkness. It is foolishness. Praise the Lord. I know for a guy, I may be quite heavy and, and built, but I'll be foolish to enter the ring with Tyson Fury or Anthony Joshua. I'm deceiving myself. Why? Because I, I, I've not been trained to withstand whatever he has been through. And so when you think that you have what it takes to fulfill destiny in isolation, then you fully understand that what you have even failed even before you started. Praise God. Number two is the fact that what there are forces opposing your assignment. All you need to do to be against the devil is so that you stand for God. Anything God, the devil is against. So it's not about you, it's about who you stand for. Praise the Lord. So you understand fully well that what you need empowerment. Number three is that what there is a strong man. And that strong man is nobody but the devil. That is why Jesus said that you know what, but no one can enter into the house of the strong man and spoil the goods except he does what first? You bind the strong man. Praise the Lord. The Bible calls him what? The God of this world. Praise the Lord. The Bible regards him as him as what? The God of this age. And he says, and only then are you able to take the spoils in the house. And guess what the spoils are? The souls of men. Praise God. It's the souls of men. Because at the end of the day, all our destiny is galvanized towards is that the Lord wants to draw men unto himself. And if you're going to depopulate this earth and this Society that we live in of unbelievers, then you fully understand that what? You must be empowered. 
Because this strong man would not let go easily. Praise God. We see it in every day. The media, I mean, the way things are being influenced nowadays. You are amazed. But you understand that what? It must take power from on high. Praise God. We must be empowered. And how then are we empowered? I called it here the three S's of the Spirit. Praise God. That for us to be empowered from on high to fulfill destiny, these three S's of the Spirit must be in place. In other words, there must be a seeking. There must be a place where you and I are willing to seek. The Jesus said, tarry in Jerusalem. You must wait. Hallelujah. And that waiting is not just being idle. No. You must tarry with a sense of responsibility. Praise God. By the grace of God, for us as a church, globally, we are on a 51-day fast or 50 days fast. What, what's the essence of you fasting? Praise God. Or is it just another year just to wait on the Lord and that's it? There must be a sense of purpose. There must be a sense of mission that I must be part of what God is doing in this age. The number two is that what there must be a surrender. Praise God. The day you enlisted to Christ, you abandoned every agenda of self. Praise God. And you must be able to sustain this. And so briefly, we'll just look into it in detail. What does it mean to seek? What does it mean to seek the Lord? The Bible says, Jesus, I love this passage so much. John chapter 7 verse 37 to 39. I'll just read it quickly. It says, now on the final and most important day of the feast, Jesus stood and he cried with a loud voice. It says what? If any man thirst. The invitation was made to anybody. If any man thirst. How hungry are you for the things of God? Praise God. Because in this kingdom, the Bible said that what? Blessed are those that thirst. For those that hunger for righteousness. Because the proof of you being filled is that you must have a hunger. Praise God. Only those who are hungry are fed in the kingdom of God. And so if you're okay, there is nothing to be fed with. And so how hungry are you for the things of God? Are you seeking God with every fiber of your being? Because if you are going to engage the supernatural in fulfilling your destiny, there must be a hunger. You know, someone said that a proof that you are living healthy is that you are hungry. Because when you are sick, you lose appetite. So for us as individuals, a proof that you have a healthy spiritual life is that you are hungry for the things of God. Praise God. Where the things of God no longer move you, my brother, my sister, you are spiritually sick. Praise Lord. Because biologically speaking, we understand that when you are ill, you lose appetite. And so when you lose appetite for the things of God, then there is a reason for you to question where you are going. Praise God. And so you must be willing to seek the Lord. That is what Christ was saying to wait. You must wait. And they understood the assignment because when you read the book of Acts, Luke, who wrote that passage that we read, was the one who waited and was... And wrote the book of Acts of the Apostles. And it was saying that they were in the upper room. All they were praying is what? Lord, empower me. Lord, empower me. I know the assignment. You have The assignment is simple. That I be a witness of you to all the generations. 
Lord, I know the assignment. All I'm asking now is what? Empower me. All throughout this month, we have looked at the 10 Ds of destiny. Yes, there is a desire in your heart. There is something God has laid in your heart to do. But the question is, Lord, I need empowerment. Because the reality of it is, if people are going to believe me, there is something higher than me that must convince them. Praise God. The very first thing that Moses asked the Lord, he said, Lord, if I go to them, how would they believe that you sent me? Praise the Lord. How would they believe? How can they be convinced that you are the true God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? And the Lord said, then, these signs is what you will do. And Jesus said the same thing. And this sign shall follow them that believe. For it says, in my name, in my name, in my name. And so if you and I are going to fulfill destiny by virtue of engaging God in everything that we do, there must be a place of deliberately seeking the Lord. Praise the Lord. Number two is that what there must be a place of surrender. It is no longer me. It is no longer me. You know, the choir will sing the song, Give me you, Lord. Everything else can wait. But when it comes to practicing it, how well are we practicing this statement? Because when you have truly surrendered, when you have truly surrendered, there is nothing about you any longer. It is no longer me, but it's all about what? Jesus and his cause. Praise the Lord. When the Lord says, I go, I go. If the Lord says, stay, I stay. That's what it takes to engage the supernatural. You know, oftentimes I came to understand that for us as siblings in my family, parents don't intend to have a favorite. That's the genuine intention of parents. But by default, there is always a favorite. It is never the intention. And guess the favorite? The one that gives the less stress. Praise God. It's simple. The one who does what I say is my favorite. And the same thing is with God. Before God, there is no favorite. But the reality of it is what? By virtue of your obedience, you have enlisted yourself as a favorite child of God. Because even Jesus said, my will, my meat is to do the will of him who sent me. Praise the Lord. At the instance of your obedience, you are already enlisting yourself to be a favorite. The Bible said that there is a category of people that went, that before they call, I've answered. I want to be on that list. That the moment I'm having a thought, the Lord is meeting that need. But the point for us to get to that point is that what, there must be a place of surrender. There must be a place of surrender. And so Paul was telling the church in the Romans in the Roman church, it says, Romans 12, from verse 1 to 2. It says, I appeal to you, therefore, brethren, and beg you of you, in view of all the mercies of the Lord, to make a decisive dedication of your bodies, presenting all your members. It says what? And faculties. In other words, your mind. Your body, your will, your spirit, everything is totally yielded unto God. There is no trace of flesh. So when we're praying in church this morning, that Lord, every trace of flesh, destroy it in my life. It was intentional. 
It was deliberate. Because the greatest enemy to your spirit is your flesh. Even Paul said it, that the flesh is at war with the spirit every day. Praise the Lord. It is the time you want to pray that the Netflix comes on. Why? There is an intention for the devil. It's the time when you want to fast that you are hungry the most. It's the flesh. Praise the Lord. It's the time when you want to pray that sleep comes upon you. It's the flesh. But when you have truly surrendered to the Lord, and guess what? This surrendering, God gives the grace. Praise the Lord. Because the point is that what? We cannot do this on our own. But so long as you're willing to make that decision, that Lord, here I am. Praise the Lord. Paul said something, he said that I labor more than thee all. But he said, not I. But what? The grace of God that is at work in me. Praise the Lord. Number three, which is the final one, is that what? We must be able to sustain this. There is no point of being used of God one day and abandoned the next day. It is more tragic. That's why Paul said, after having preached the gospel, may I myself not be a castaway. Praise the Lord. There is a need for you and I to be able to sustain the empowerment that we have received. Because the point is, of what use is it that the Lord would use me today and tomorrow I'm the bad ventures of those whom God have used. And you'll be saying, oh, I remember those days when God used to use me. God forbid. God forbid. Paul said, in a rich man's house, there are many vessels. Some unto honor and some unto dishonor. And for you to be able to sustain this anointing, praise God. Paul tells us in the book of Colossians 1 verse 10. It says that what? That you may walk. That you may walk, in other words, live and conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the Lord, pleasing Him and desiring to please Him in all things, bearing fruit in every good work, steadily growing and increasing by the knowledge of God, with fuller, deeper, clearer insight, acquaintance and recognition. Praise God. The anointing of God can only be sustained on the premise of knowledge. Praise God that you are desiring more. That's why Paul said that, you know what? One thing I do is that what I forget those things that are behind. But what I press on. Paul said that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. There is a deeper hunger. I want to know more. Because that's how the oil is kept fresh. Praise the Lord. At some point in time, the oil may be fresh, but for it to remain fresh is by constant fellowship. I must desire, it's in the place of our walk with the Lord. And so for us this year, if you desire to fulfill destiny by virtue of the supernatural, then there's a place for you and I to be able to sustain this. And I will end with the word of T.L. Oswald. It says, the purpose of the spirit-filled life is to demonstrate the supernatural power of our living God so that the unsaved multitudes will abandon their dead gods to call upon the name of the Lord and then shall they be delivered. Hallelujah. The essence of all this is that the Lord would use you to bring somebody into the kingdom of God. Let us bow our heads as we pray. 
above all things that I have said this morning, for those of us who are watching us online, then you will come to understand that when it comes to engaging the supernatural, the first premise is salvation. It's for you to accept Jesus as your Lord and your Savior. And so perhaps you have even started with Christ and for some reason you lost your way. There is a reason why you are here today. There's a reason why the Lord is making this call to you. And so if you are yet to accept Christ as your Lord and your Savior, and perhaps you want to even rededicate, to recommit yourself to God and say, Lord, I want to walk with you this time. I want to seek your face. I want to know your ways. Why don't you just say this prayer with me and say, Lord Jesus, I acknowledge that you are the Lord over my life. I acknowledge that you died on the cross of Calvary for my sins. Forgive me, O Lord. Cleanse me with your blood. Grant me the privilege to walk in the realities of the new creation, even as I confess you as my Lord and my personal Savior. Gracious Father in heaven, I thank you for everyone who has heard me this morning or afternoon. Lord, I thank you for everyone, O oh God. I thank you for bringing this to our remembrance, for bringing this to our minds. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would preserve these words in our hearts, O oh God. That the issues of life would not choke this words. But Lord, we would go forth and we would bear fruit with this word, O oh God. And above all, Lord Jesus, let your name be glorified, O oh God, in heaven. In Jesus' mighty and matchless name we have prayed. Amen and amen.